Welcome to the Stewardship Project. I'm Sean Salitro. I'm Andrew Mitchell. If you've ever been challenged with the idea that stewardship goes beyond finances and time, then you're in the right place. And we will be your guides. Welcome to the Stewardship Project. Uh, this week we are beginning our conversation talking about church and community, or community, whatever you want to call it. They're interchangeable, but to us they are they are one topic that can't be really mm-hmm. separated from itself. So yeah, today we are diving into the conversation to kind of get the ball rolling, to get it started. Uh, and the question might be asked, why talk about this again if you've talked about it for, for two different seasons now? And I think yeah. the answer would be pretty much like the reason we bring any topic back is because it's a constant perpetual issue in our lives. It is something that is always there. I guess issue is the wrong word, but it has a constant presence in our life. Community is something that is highly important, is highly impactful, and is something that we're called to be a part of and do. So yeah, that's why we thought to bring it back, but kind of with a different perspective this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we chose the topic of more leaning into community and what it looks like to be the church in a different type of setting, uh, because it's something that we, Andrew and I, even ourselves, are constantly exploring, constantly talking about. And we happened upon a really unique, I feel like, interesting guest this time around, Um Again, that's not to insult any of the past guests. I'm not saying that. So if, if anybody <laughs> the past community or church guests are listening and hear that, that's not what I'm saying. But the perspective that we that we had this time around is something that I've never really heard yet or so far. So, Andrew, I don't know if you want to real quick before we kind of get more into church and community, the topic mm-hmm. itself, talk about who we invited on and and how you found Chris and yeah. um, and why you felt this is really valuable to of his perspective in the conversation. Yeah. So Chris Haven is a, a, a unique situation, I think is, is the way I would put it as far as, you know, he has probably the same church experience that all of us really have to some extent, as far as, um, engaging a traditional church setting for many years, you know, different, different churches in his local area, different expressions of that. Obviously some of that'll be fleshed out. And when we talk to him, but he he's landed on this idea of kind of this micro church or house church expression being kind of the, the focus of, of where he's plugging his time into. And, and from the standpoint of really trying to put all our time and effort and resources into relationships instead of programming or into buildings or, or different things like that. And so I, I, I had the opportunity to, to meet Chris several years ago as my wife and I were kind of going through the same journey of trying to figure out. And, you know, Sean and I and, a, and another couple couples were were walking through this and, and trying to see, OK, what does scripture actually say about the church? You know, in the in the New Testament, the church is this big new idea and, and it really changed away from this idea of one people group to being more more inclusive really, or or it it seems that way kind of on a surface level, but it became this really important thing uh, of how we, you know, care for each other, how we love one another, all those things. So as we were going through that, I had the opportunity to meet Chris 
and got talking to him and, and hearing where he was at and the journey that he was on. And largely it was very similar uh, to, to what we were going through and walking through. And so we've just stayed connected over the years. But as Sean alluded to, and, and as I said at the beginning of this as well, is it's a unique situation in the fact that there's not a ton of Christians within the U.S. that are engaging the church from this perspective. It's a it's a small percentage. It's a, it's a growing percentage, but it's a very small percentage. There's a lot more people that are sitting in your traditional Sunday morning services and church buildings. Um, and, and so, yeah, we wanted to engage the conversation from a different perspective, from a different point of view, kind of take a different take a different look or perspective at it. And so. Yeah, we invited Chris to join us. And so, yeah, we're excited to kind of see where that leads us and and some of the things that we'll discover and potentially change our perspective on as far as, you know, what the church should look like, how we should be operating, all of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if if you can kind of tell us what what was the, what, what does he call what it is that he does as far as engaging with the church? Yeah, so he calls it, I mean, there's there's several names and it kind of depends on yeah, the setting yeah. that you're in. So, I mean, house church, micro church, simple church are all different terms that are used for kind of that setting. But the really the idea is that and I think I think the New Testament would support this. The idea is that the church is the people. It's not the building. So when people gather together, that's the expression of the church. And, and the interesting thing is I, when we had the conversation with Jim Samra last season, he kind of said the same thing. Like the church is the people. It's not the building. The building is where the church gathers. Right. Right. And so a lot of what, uh, what Chris is, is doing and, and trying to, you know, explain to other people is that if we simplify what our expression of church looks like, if we take away a lot of the programming, a lot of the traditional ways that the church has operated and created some of what of somewhat of an internal or inward facing focus and start to turn that outward, that we can be more effective in caring for one another, but also being disciples who make disciples, discipling other people, being more outward focused. Right. And so, you know, they're, they're engaging it very much from a standpoint of it can be, it can be an extremely small gathering and really it's the people coming together that makes it church. And we just want to be people that are about um, doing the things that Jesus called us to do. And so it's a, a very, I guess, I mean, that's why it's called simple church, but they're very much trying to simplify the idea so that we take away some of the complexity, um, you know, some of the complexity, some of the cost, some of the, the focus that we have to put on, you know, the traditional or what is normal um, expression of church and, and kind of flipping mm-hmm. that on its head. It, it very much is in line with uh, Francis Chan's book. Uh, letters to the church as far as you know he he very much came at it from a perspective of i'm not sure that we're doing church quite right and francis chan was so convinced of that that he actually quit his job as a pastor of a mega church and you know went and spent some time with the underground church in china and you know just was trying to figure some of that out and and letters to the church was kind of the the result of that exploration. And so the, the simple church idea very much aligns with what he talks about there, which is again, Francis Chan was very much processing through things. And so it's kind of a rough outline of things, uh, but it, it very much aligns with kind of the thought process. Yeah. 
something that really helped me connect before getting into the conversation with Chris was um, he's got a website, disciplemaking.church, yep. which really, if I would encourage anybody listening to go there before you listen to the episode where we speak with Chris, because it really hones in on what is it, this thing that he, we're going to ask him a lot of questions, mm-hmm. but it really hones in on what is the basis for this idea and where do you get this in scripture? Um, and what does it look like? Uh, because right when you, when you go to the front page of the websites there, what he is calling it, you know, like you said, there's so many names for it. There's house church, micro church, simple yep. church, whatever you want to call it. Um, but he's talking about relationship a lot, uh, yep. in there and what that's supposed to look like. And, you know, talking about th- terms like spiritual families, um, which, you know, in, in our modern day, and especially as history continues, the term family, um, looks very different. Yeah. And did you know 50 years ago so talking about spiritual families is very different and a lot of that is found in scripture and a lot of things that chris speaks to so mm-hmm. um like i said i would encourage people to go to that before they take part in the conversation that we have with chris um but it really does answer a, a lot of questions about what is this that we're talking about before mm-hmm. we get into that but yeah it is really eye-opening um to even begin having this conversation because it does i think for you and I to have the conversation, to even have that conversation started three years ago, um, to talk with people like Chris and then talk to other pastors who might not have the same idea of what it is to kind of step outside yeah. of that and think about what is what is church, what is it to be the church together. Um, you know, it's it's very eye opening, and mm-hmm. sometimes I feel it can be jarring. So. Mm-hmm having an introduction like the website or even just like a podcast to start with, I think is very helpful. Right. When I, I think the other kind of caution I would put on the front of this episode is to say, you know, if you've, if you've engaged church your entire life and you've never thought that there might be another expression that is like a, a good expression from a biblical perspective of what the church looks like, there's a good potential that you're going to have a gut reaction of this feels wrong. And, sure. and what I would, what I would you know, say on the front end is it's, it's completely valid to have those feelings because what you're, what you're saying is like this thing I've engaged my entire life. Like it might not be 100% the right thing, but what I would say is don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because I've, I've seen in engaging this conversation over the last few years, I've seen it from both sides. I've seen it where people are, well, you know, you can't engage a traditional church anymore because they're wrong and you need to do simple church. And I've seen it from the other side where people are, you know, well, if you're engaging simple church, like you're obviously sinning. And so you can't, you know, traditional church is the only way. I don't think that either one is mutually exclusive. I think both are, you know, exploring this and I think they're both finding valid points. And, you know, I I think it's, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, in in a free market, the reason free markets, you know, potentially excel is because there's competition. There's different people doing different things well. And if we really combine those ideas and we start to see, oh, okay, like, it wouldn't be wrong to have a building. Oh, okay. So let, you know, let's do that as well. Cause that could be beneficial here, here and here. And, you know, you start to work through some of those ideas. Building was just completely random. I don't know if that's actually, I, I don't know where I stand on that to be honest with you, but <laughs> just the idea that, you know, neither will, I don't, I, I'm not at the point where I think 
either one is completely right or wrong. I think that both of them have valid, good things. And this is definitely exploring one side of the topic, but all that to say, you know, as you listen and, you know, as you potentially experience kind of that jarring uh, nature of exploring something that you might not have explored before, it's, it's worth kind of pausing and, and reflecting on, okay, what's good, what's bad? What do I think of this? And, and allow it to really kind of grow you and, and think outside of just, you know, what you've experienced your entire life or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we would also encourage people to, to like you said, to be open mm-hmm. to it because there is, there is value in this. There's yep. value in one, having the conversation, but two, recognizing that somebody who is experiencing a different part of church that you are or other than what you are, uh, is finding value in those things. And, uh, and they are, they're, they're really, you know, there is value on both sides to really be identifying what that is. And as you listen to the conversation to be able to see, you know, what is the value here? What can I soak up and then ponder on and think about, uh, and maybe apply to the things that I'm specifically going through. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, I, I think the other thing that I would point people towards as far as, you know, th- this conversation is there's a there's a lot of resources out there. Obviously, uh, Chris's website is a great resource, but also, you know, th- there's other books and other things out there to explore this idea. So obviously, Letters to the Church by Francis Chan is another good one. Frank Viola has done quite a bit of writing and just just looking at these types of topics. He's got a three book series. Um, trying to think of what the first one is. I know one of them is finding organic church. Um, but yeah, you know, explore some of these resources and, and, and start to, to think outside of, you know, okay, there's, there's really one way to look at things and, and start to see that there's a lot of different ways to look at this. And, and, and partially, I think one of the, the compelling things or one of the interesting things in this type of, um, conversation is looking at kind of what's going on in the rest of the world. Uh, the, the underground church in China is flourishing. They're seeing tons of things happen and, um, you know, spiritual power and, and different things like that, that are just, it's just happening there, but it's within this kind of simple church idea. And it's happening in other places of the world too, where church is not, uh, you know, publicly acceptable, Uh, thing to engage. And so it's just an interesting thing, especially when you look at, you know, kind of where our country is heading, the things that are on the horizon, as far as, you know, our, our, our culture seems to be getting less and less receptive to Christianity or Christian thoughts. And I think that, you know, again, when we look at scripture, it's kind of a natural way of doing things, but that doesn't mean that we just shut up and take a back seat, but it does say like, maybe we have to find different expressions or different ways to engage these things. I mean, I think COVID was almost the perfect example of like your traditional church setting was completely shut down and, and we weren't able to engage that. And so some of these simple church expressions really flourished during those times mm-hmm. because it was something mm-hmm. that you could engage. It, it very much fell in line with the the mandates that we were getting if you're following those. And so, yeah, I just, just encourage you to, to think about it. Be open to the ideas that are out there obviously our, our probably our biggest hope out of all of this is that it would really lead you to scripture to really wrestle and, and deepen your relationship with Jesus. Um, yeah, just to, to, to see what's there and to be not only encouraged, but also to be challenged and spurred towards, you know, deepening that relationship. Yeah. 
And as, as polarizing as these things can be, I think one of the things that you and I've always talked about in these things is always be sure to keep be keeping the main thing the main thing. Yep. And there's going to be different perspectives of a church. There's going to be different perspectives of all a lot of the things that we talk about. But we keep the main thing the main thing, and we're we're learning and exploring and discovering, and that's that's all part of it. Absolutely. Thanks for allowing us to be a part of your stewardship journey. Share your journey with us by connecting with us on Facebook or by emailing us at thestewardshippodcast at gmail.com. If this is your first time joining us, we'd love for you to check out our previous conversations. Be sure to tune in next week for another Stewardship Conversation.